Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to Think Again, our topical discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN, ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from an 11 o'clock to to 12 noon each week. Now today's program is live, so you can call in, you can join our discussion, hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So much to talk about and so little time to talk about it, so we're just gonna kinda go, you know, bullet, uh, uh, sort of uh, a bullet uh, uh, approach to the, to, to the opening to today's program. Of course, our president, Donald Trump, pretends that he was going to strike Iran, but pulled back out of concern for human life. You, you buy that, right? We'll, we'll come back to that a little bit later in, in this opening. Uh, Trump claimed in Florida uh, this week that he was kicking off his re-election campaign. But, of course, if you were paying attention, you would know that Trump kicked off his re-election campaign on the night of his inauguration uh, in uh, January of 2017. He's been using taxpayer money to hold campaign events throughout his two and a half years in office. Uh, referring to an article in, in the Los Angeles Times written by Noah uh, Bierman uh, this year, Trump uh, he characterized Trump's uh, re-election campaign kickoff as uh, resembling a time warp, uh, reprising the grievances, slogans, and villains uh, that brought him to victory the first time around, uh, but offering no new proposals for a second term. He, of course, extensively derided Hillary Clinton uh, and captured the hearts and minds of every nativist-oriented uh, American. He even had the uh, modern version of the Ku Klux Klan, you know, marching up to uh, uh, the uh, Florida, uh, uh, was it the uh, Amway uh, arena that, uh, that, that he held his campaign event at. Uh, Trump dealt extensively on what he called a Democratic witch hunt. The special counsel investigation that he said was as much about destroying his followers, uh, his followers' way, way of life, as it was about destroying Trump's presidency. Now, this is nothing but Trump deceit. He tells his, he, he tells his us versus them followers that the investigation into the Russian Federation's uh, tampering with the uh, 2016 election uh, to help Trump win was in reality an attempt to destroy the way of life of the hardworking, working-class, us-against-them Trump followers. That doesn't even make sense. What does the investigation into the Russian Federation's meddling in the 2016 election have to do with destroying uh, Americans' way of life? Yet there were 20,000 rabid uh, Trump followers sucking up that swill. Of course, uh, Trump had to you know, go back to his routine retinue of lies, like taking credit for a law to improve uh, veterans' uh, health care that was passed in 2014, 
under President Barack Obama, uh, then asserting that the nation's air and water are the cleanest that they've ever been by far, despite the fact that government data indicates that the air quality in this country has worsened over the course of this time period. His border wall promise has shrunk from 1,500 miles of, uh, of border uh, to the grandest, biggest you know, border, you, uh, border wall you've ever seen to a 400-mile uh, uh, border wall goal. Uh, and instead of being and that would be built by taxpayers, uh, not by Mexicans, as he had promised over and over and over again in his 2016 election. And of course, Trump's loathsome attacks on Central Americans fleeing uh, gangs, repression and destitution. Now he's asserting that his homeland security, ICE and, and uh, Border Patrol officers are going to round up 11 million illegal aliens in the next several weeks and drive them across the Mexican border looking another solution, looking for a problem to to apply to. And on that point. Only about this is from Kate Smith uh, writing for CBS News uh, uh, News uh, 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 Facts uh, on Immigration, What You Need to Know in 2019. She states that only about a third of the recently authorized or excuse me, recently unauthorized immigration population got into the United States by sneaking across the southern border, according to Randy Capps, director of research for the U.S. programs at the Migration Policy Institute. That means a wall would not have prevented two-thirds of the people that are undocumented in this country from being able to enter illegally. According to the Pew Research Center and the Migration Policy Institute, the number of unauthorized immigrants living in the United States hit a 12-year low in 2016, a decline that researchers attribute to stepped-up enforcement at the country's southern border and shifting economic trends. In other words, the Obama administration uh, led an accelerated and downward immigration trend that had begun under George Bush. In, uh, let me just skip over this just a little bit, uh, yet uh, he, he, here we find that uh, our, our homeland, our most uh, de deposed uh, Homeland Security uh, Secretary Christian Nielsen had said during a congressional testimony that uh, asylum seekers more than not failed to appear for their hearings. And in January, President Trump said that only 2% of asylum seekers make their court dates. These were both bold-faced lies. Undocumented immigrants uh, 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 are, are less, let me just go a little bit further than that, asylum seekers showed up to their court dates at, 80, at 89% of the time in the fiscal year that ended September 30th of 2017. Undocumented immigrants are also less likely to commit a serious crime. We've talked about this uh, so many times before. Having to keep repeating this is just uh, uh, irritating. Uh, uh, President Trump has directed pre-dawn raids in major U.S. cities starting on, uh, according, according to what we've, we've heard, on Sunday, uh, tomorrow, uh, according to three uh, U.S. officials who claim that they know about the plans. Now, you know I believe that Trump is lying about that. He just wants to amp up the American uh, populace and act like he's, his crisis approach uh, accomplished something that likely, uh, it, it likely taking credit for something that's already been accomplished. In other words, he, he's getting everybody all amped up, you know, about, you know, this, this massive, you know, roundup. Then he's going to round up about 150 or so or 100, or 100 you know, families, uh, terrorize them, terrorize their, their communities, disrupt their communities and so on. And then 
uh, not go much further and claim that uh, he, he accomplished something. He's going to find something he's going to say that, 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 that he did that's probably something that's already taken place. We'll come back to that stuff as we go along. The agency is planning to use, actually planning to use hotel rooms as temporary staging areas to detain parents and children until all the members of a family are together and ready for deportation. They might arrest, according to the officials, they might arrest people that they can't immediately deport. Uh, what they refer to as collateral arrest, and likely will uh, 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 release these people with ankle monitor, uh, uh, monitors. The White House and ICE officials uh, believe agents will be able to make many collateral arrests by finding foreigners living in the country illegally at or near their target locations. This is just crazy. The expedited uh, family court docket called Rocket Docket by Donald Trump uh, developed by his officials late last year in an effort to deport more migrant families with the belief that a highly visible roundup operation could have a deterrent uh, effect on, on others in Central America considering the, the uh, journey. How was that I, I idea worked out? Quickly, Mitch McConnell says, you know, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. We've tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing landmark civil rights legislation, and we even elected an African-American president. I think, we, <laughs> I think we're always a, a work in progress in this country, but no one currently alive was responsible for that, and I don't think we should be trying to figure out how to compensate for it. Uh, first of all, it would be pretty hard to figure out who to compensate. Uh, no, I don't think reparations is a good idea. I just want us to be clear. Reparations is about repair, uh, about repairing what has been done. That does not mean paying a lump sum to everyone who is a descendant uh, of someone who uh, had been enslaved uh, up through 1865. It means in the same sense that we used American wealth to repair uh, Germany, which was not uh, uh, it, it, I don't think it was Americans' fault that Germany was destroyed, but German, but America was a part of the uh, uh, Allied powers that literally destroyed Germany uh, as a part of the uh, co uh, 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 the success uh, of uh, uh, World War II. Germany was was uh, initially put back on its feet, largely with tens of billions of dollars in 1940, 1950, 1960 American money. Japan attacked the United States, but they were repaired with tens and tens of billions of dollars of 1940, 1950, 1960 American money. Vietnam was attacked by America, and tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars went from America to Vietnam to repair, uh, to repair Vietnam. Israel didn't even exist in 1940, and yet tens and tens and tens and continuing tens of billions of dollars going into building uh, Israel and helping Israel to stand itself up uh, with American tax dollars. Why would we then say that the people who were most injured by the United States are the ones who least are uh, 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 in a position to receive repair to help them re-erect uh, 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 to, to, to re uh, themselves? Just real quickly, Donald Trump claims that uh, he didn't give final approval for uh, Iran strikes. This is an article written by Daniela Silva. Uh, I, oh, I got, I'm two minutes over. Let me get our callers on, and then uh, we'll kind of talk about the stuff as we go along. Let me get Tony first, then we'll get John in Lockport, then we'll get Rambo Jim. Tony, how are you doing out there? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> 
let, let me go on your last points here. First of all, I just listened to a, a law, a law a lawyers on TV that said people who are uh, going to be involved in this raid, that they're in, in their house, they don't have to open their doors on, mm-hmm. without a judge-signed warrant. And the 10 cities that the president's people have cited uh, are not going to cooperate, and that's it. And there is no, and by the way, uh, what do they call those cities, uh, people who don't like uh, immigration? The sanctuary sanctuary cities, cities, right. Well, I heard a lady uh, who is an expert in the field say there is no such thing as a sanctuary city. There is no such thing. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just it's just a, it's just somebody's term for the fact that a group of people that are in a in a, in a city that are in law enforcement are not going to cooperate with ICE. Right. That's all that means. That that doesn't mean that there are thousands of people in a stadium somewhere uh, being protected by the local John Drums. Right. That's that's what that's what the basic tenet of the people in this country think it is. That the, the they're being protected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just not cooperating with this and you need a judge signed warrant to enter a house. Right. And and I don't think ICE will will do that. I think they'll just tear down the door. Now let me talk about President Obama for a minute. Mm-hmm. Back back in two thousand fourteen President Obama was at some meeting, and he met a man named Rouhani, mm-hmm. who is the president of Iran. Right. Time magazine had his both the picture of Rouhani and the president on its front cover. I had the issue, mm-hmm. and in that it said that the president and Rouhani got along very well. That you, you remember that? Right. That that's what and led they, up to they, right. Go ahead. They, they understood each other. Mm-hmm. That triggered that triggered the attempt of the United States to get a nuclear treaty with Iran yep. that took three years to get to negotiate. Yep. Well, guess what? This president in the January decided to take and destroy the pull us out of this treaty because he said. That, that's what he's been saying about everything right. that President Obama did. I can get a better deal. But what has he done? He has created a problem that didn't need to, to exist. He created the problem. Right. And just think about this. How, how, how dumb does this man think that the public is? He lied about the, the whole plan to retaliate against uh, Iran. Mm-hmm. In fact, Last night, I heard a bunch of experts say, with some certainty, that he never planned to carry out this so-called mission. That's my position entirely. And and here's the point. Anytime you're going to have an attack on on any of your enemies, you have to go through stages of developing the plan that includes a casualty report. Right. The casualty report would be given to the uh, the chief executive at the earliest stages, not 10 minutes before as, you're supposed as, to As do soon that. as you put the plan in front of the president to consider, you would already have included what you think the collateral damage was going to be. You would do that immediately. And who 
who do you think he should have would be listening to if he had such uh, positions filled? He would have to listen to his defense secretary. His acting. Oh, his his acting. Go ahead, I'm sorry. He went to listen to his acting defense secretary because we don't have a defense secretary yet. And we haven't had one for over six months. Right. Secondly, he would also call in his U.N. ambassador. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, that lady went through a hearing and failed miserably. Right, so we have an acting U.N. ambassador. (laughs) Yeah, so they're calling for a meeting, an emergency meeting on Monday. Uh, who's going to represent the United States? Mike Pompeo, a good hawk. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's uh, one part of it. Here's something that really gets my ire. 1,300 children are being held in cages, defying the judge's orders to reunite them with their parents. Mm-hmm. But here's the real thing. An, an appeals court was set up to hear why the government objects to giving these children, no blankets, no soap, no toothbrush. Do you realize what they're setting up by the unsanitary things they're not allowing <laughs> the children to have? They're setting up illnesses and disease. Right. Which and is that's why what they want to do. Which is why uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, although she may have been alarmist in her, her terminology, referred to these as concentration camps. Uh, <laughs> You know, they may not be identical to the concentration camps that we had in this country in terms of the way that they're being conducted, but they have so many similar characteristics and they're taking some places that actually were uh, concentration camps that they used to uh, inter uh, 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 or to incarcerate uh, Japanese citizens of this country. They're taking them and converting them to use for these uh, uh, children detainees. Yeah, that place is called Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Mm hmm. And when I was in the Army, I saw that base. They had all the buildings look like they were from the 40s. Mm-hmm. And they're not very healthy to be in either. Last, the last point, Hope Hicks. Oh, man, we wasted <laughs> 20 pages to tell us that there are six lawyers. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Al Nathan. Mm. Why was Department of Justice in that, involved in that curing? The DOJ sent the lawyer there, too, to protect the president. That's why they were there, because the Department of Justice is the law firm that is on the taxpayer's dollar uh, uh, created to protect the president of the United States. Yeah, and 155 times they objected. Well, I got news for them. They did this, and they set up a beautiful court case in which a judge is going to tell you that there is no such thing as immunity. Right. Total There's immunity. no such thing as blanket community uh, uh, immunity. Blanket that that immunity. does not exist. Right. Right. And but, I hope and I hope some people who listen to this program, who complain about what we say, understand something. In a democracy, you exchange ideas and thoughts, yep. but you need facts to back you up. Yep. Don't go on the air and tell us you saw something in some magazine you can't remember or someplace. Because uh, John, John attacked me on a show on Sunday, and I didn't like it, but yep. I couldn't respond. But we got so we, don't give we, me don't give me the crap that you saw something. If you don't have your facts, don't open your mouth. There you, Thank okay. you. All right, thanks, Tony. Let's take our first break, and then we've got uh, J- John. 
John Rambo and then Frank. So if you all stick with us, we will see you inside of the break here at Think Again. Think again. At Infinity, they're proud of the quality, performance, and style in every Infinity vehicle. Perfection is an endless pursuit. As a member of the Western Automotive Group, Infinity of Williamsville strives to present an experience that is commensurate with the goals of the Infinity brand. Right now, represented by an excellent lease opportunity on a new 2019 Infinity QX60 Pure all-wheel drive SUV with third-row seating, power moonroof, blind spot warning, heated seats, and more. Only $3.99 a month. What is beyond Infinity? Infinity of Williamsville. On Main Street, just east of Transit Road, an esteemed member of the Western Automotive Group and Buffalo's exclusive Infinity Certified Pre-Owned Seller. 39-month lease, just $19.95 down payment plus first payment, tax acquisition and registration fees at signing. No security deposit required. MSRP is $47.20. 10,000 miles per year, 25 cents per mile thereafter. Must finance through Infinity Financial Services and take delivery from stock by June 30th. Not all buyers qualify. Two or more vehicles available at this price unless provided by manufacturer. Lessee is responsible for all maintenance and excess wear and tear. VIN number KC516003. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN that we're that sorry to see you go <laughs> but that's a nice a, a, a sign off for let's get john in lockport first and then we'll grab uh rambo then frank and then we'll get ron and chitawaga john in lockport how you doing out there good nathan all right uh, before i get to one, what i want wanted to talk about I, I just want to mention a couple of things about the uh, these misconceptions about immigrants mm-hmm. first of all immigrants uh, uh undocumented in- immigrants don't get so don't collect social security precisely I, I, Right. That's yeah, it's just you know they, everybody thinks they collect social security. They don't. Now if they get in, if they get an accident or something, of course the emergency room will will take them in. But uh, that's about it. Uh, and a lot of them won't go for medical help because they know they're not covered and they'd have to um, go on uh, something else. 
Um, also, they contribute more to the economy than they take out of the economy, which is something that, that is another misconception. Yep. Um, they, they, the thing is that we need them because we do not have enough uh, in, in a growing population to sustain the economy. And you need... John, let's just tell everybody up front, we are not growing as many people as are, 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 are passing. In other words... Uh, we're not replacing the people that are leaving the population. We're not replacing the people that are leaving the workforce right. with the enough elderly, people to make elderly, up. Yeah. The elderly are growing in number. The retirees, they're living longer, and that, uh, that population is, is, is growing. Uh, and you need, you need uh, uh, people coming up from the uh, and, and filling those jobs to support the elderly. And, and I'm not saying that we should just, you know, now just willy-nilly take everybody in the country that, that shows up on our doorsteps. That's not the point that I'm making. Right. I, I'm just making the point that, you know, we've got to figure out a way to be able to understand who's coming, uh, who is indigent, who can, who has skills, who we can weave into our society, who might be able to be helped a different way and you know manage this process but we want don't need to manage the process in a way that we continue to contract uh the number of people that we have that we need to be able to feed uh the growth of our economy that just doesn't make any sense it's only hurting the rest of the people in the country right now the thing the thing i wanted to get to though was i mentioned last week about the uh i call them uh, evangelical hypocrites mm. um that um most of them, these guys on TV, the Jim Bakers, the Swathers, and all of them, mm-hmm. and now this Jerry Falwell Jr., there was an article in the New York Times yesterday about how Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, he's a big evangelical leader, mm-hmm. and uh, along came in the, in the last... And if I'm not mistaken, is Falwell Jr. even a priest? I don't think he's a priest, is he? Oh, he's, he's the head of... Liberty College, I think it is. Right. I think he's the head of the college, but I don't think that he's actually himself an ordained minister. Right. Well, whatever. They're all con men. The Jim Bakers and Jerry Falwells and all the rest of them. And you know, you know who they all are. Mm-hmm. You know, they they preach. They, they they you know don't do what I don't do what do I, what I do say, what I, not what I do. <laughs> not what I do, right? Um, now, what happened in this article is that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, during the 2016 election. Uh, in in Iowa, uh, everybody thought he was going to support Ted Cruz, whose mm-hmm. father Raphael Cruz was an evangelical minister, mm-hmm. and Ted Cruz is an evangelical. So everybody thought uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. would support back up uh, Ted Cruz, but he didn't. He backed up Trump, and everybody was wondering what happened. Well, come to find out, um, in this article, uh, there was a a, a, a a something that happened down in Florida, the Fountain Blue Hotel. Uh, and it gave uh, uh, this uh, pool attendant uh, at the uh, Fountain Blue Hotel had something to do with with uh, Falwell and his family and his wife as well. Mm-hmm. They, they mentioned in the article that it was a gay-friendly youth hostel there in the Fountain Blue. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can look it up and read it yourself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there were photo- photographs that uh, were, were uh, that uh, Falwell did not want anybody to see. Mm-hmm. Guess who? Guess who had the photographs? It was Michael Cohen who got uh, had right. the photographs, and uh, there was a question of whether there was hush money given and everything, and that's why Jerry Falwell Jr. supported Trump instead of the evangelical Cruz. And uh, just possibly, if, if Falwell had not supported uh, Trump and supported Cruz instead, maybe uh, 
uh, Trump wouldn't have gotten off to such a great start in Iowa. That could very well be. I, re- I remember that that uh, that that incident, and uh, I mean, let me do a little bit more work on that. But I but I remember that incident. I think there's a it lot was of in truth. The Times, the New York Times, right. yesterday. At least yep. I saw it on the on the computer and yep. uh, the Times yesterday. Anyway. Yep. Thanks, John. I got to run. I got to get more calls in. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Is it a ramble that we have coming on next? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. After working as a truck driver for 20 years, Billy Bogar is thinking of calling it quits. How hard are things for truckers right now? Almost impossible, really. Now, he's one of thousands of truck drivers throughout the country, hoping to get the White House's attention with a new protest group called Black Smoke Matters. Named after the exhaust smoke that used to come from big rigs. Do you feel like this administration is listening to you as truckers? No, ma'am. No, they're not listening, not at all. A mix of Republicans, Democrats, and independents. How many of you voted for the president in the last election? One, two, three. Many of their complaints are unique to trucking like parking costs and a lack of training for new drivers. You'll receive, but they say some of their issues affect all Americans, like the Republican-led tax bill. How many of you, by a show of hands, saw your taxes increase this year? Oh, they all went up, yeah. One, two? Yeah, this year they went one, up. One, two, yeah. all of you? So most of you saw your taxes increase. The reason? Something called a per diem. In the past, truckers could deduct things like food and daily expenses from their taxable income. Now, with Trump's new tax bill, they no longer can. I have a young family at home, and with our per diem, they took the per diem out. That made an $8,000 difference. $8,000? What I personally paid. So what were you paying in taxes last year? Nothing. (laughs) So... We played that for you, Rambo Jim, because I know that you always meet somebody, you know, at, uh, you know, the uh, the parking lot or someplace, you know, with, on a motorcycle, and you know, you act as if you're representing the interest of uh, truckers, and you know, every trucker is not the same. Everybody doesn't have the same uh, uh, worldview on stuff. But I just wanted you to hear what a bunch of other truckers are saying about how they feel. They were all Donald Trump supporters, and they found out that you got to be careful what you ask for because you might get it. So, uh, did you see the Trump rally the other night? I sure did. I saw a lot of empty seats. I yeah, saw a no, lot of spaces. The place was packed to the rafters. You know, see, 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 Rambo. CNN just because you say something, just because you say something louder. Just because you say something louder doesn't make it true. There actually was video showing they panned the area of the crowds and saw huge empty spaces in the crowd. They saw huge empty spaces outside. It was not what you said. It was not 8 billion people loving up on Donald Trump. That's not the case. Facts are really facts. uh, Before I retired, I worked with the the, uh, ICE agents. And you know what they said to me? What? Remember the Alamo. Remember the Goliath. You know the real reason that they attacked the Alamo? No, what was the real reason? The real reason was they were a bunch of illegals. They thought it was the welfare office. (laughs) Okay. So uh, how does that respond to what I said, what what we just uh, played for you about the truckers, who as a consequence of Trump's decision 
people who used to be able to deduct their per diem expenses, their gas expenses, their license expenses, their their training expenses, and so on, enabling them to actually get through a tax year and not have to pay any additional net tax. In fact, uh, many were getting a tax return. As a consequence of this tax bill, bunches of them perhaps a majority of them are finding themselves having to pay additional net taxes at the end of the tax year uh, by April 15th that they did not have to pay the previous year. This one fellow said that it it was an $8,000 hit for him as a result of this tax bill. I'm just asking you, you know, Jim, you, you say you're representing the worldview of folks, but when we talk to people who are the people you say you're representing, they're not saying the same things that you're saying. Nathan, you may Nathan, find some Nathan. people, but you're not find that with a lot of other right, people. Nathan, Nathan, before my mother died, one of her one of her home nurses that was giving her her morphine shots, her husband was one of the guys that trains the new truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Now she was so busy taking care of my mother, she couldn't get dinner at night for her family. So her daughter and her family would come over at dinner. Her daughter and her husband would come over at dinner time and have dinner with my family. Okay, so and help me with I'm the point. We're guy, on a point I was here. Over so over there talking to the guy who trains the new truck drivers. Okay, and he's told me this. He said I train my job. He said I got. I've been a truck driver. He said for over twenty five years now. I train the new truck drivers, and he was saying he can't get them trained fast enough. They're, they're, he said, we need all the help we can get. This job is, he said, it's a good thing. R- Rambo, Rambo, you're, you're, you're responding to something that I didn't ask. I'm not asking about whether or not there are people that want to become truck drivers. I'm not asking about whether or not there is a demand for truck drivers in the United States. What I'm saying is that the tax law that was pushed through and passed and signed into law by Donald Trump is costing truck drivers several thousand dollars on average a year that they didn't have to pay before that they are paying right now it's not a it's not a question of whether or not there's demand for truck drivers the question is truck drivers are ending up paying a, a, a significant portion of the cost the cost impact of this tax law that's the issue not how many people are being trained it's how much impact the tax law has had on the population of people who have uh, been running around with these American flags sewn on their backs and, you know, uh, the Johnny Reb trucks and these Confederate flags and all for Donald Trump, this nativist organization uh, orientation. But now they're finding that this nativist orientation is not really what's going on in the Trump administration. Trump is in it for the elite. Period. That's what he's in it for. He's not in it to help the little guy. He's not in it to help the, 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 the middle class. With the amount of overtime the truck drivers are working, okay. I mean it's nuts. All right, Jim. It, it's it's clear that you 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 just don't really want to you, you don't really want to hear it. You know you 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 Nathan, keep talking about something that's not uh, what we're talking about. Nathan, if let's assume one more that point. I told you that what one more point? Yes, last point. If Walmart truck drivers are are reaching job rate at ninety grand a year, if you work ten thousand dollars worth of overtime you are now a member of the hundred thousand dollar a year club think about that okay so the fact that you are paying eight thousand out of your pocket in net taxes is 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 that's 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 irrelevant it's 
<laughs> and, and and probably most truck drivers are not making ninety thousand dollars a year. But I, I, okay, let me grab. Is it Frank first and then Ron? Yep. Let me grab Frank and Niagara Falls first. Frank, how you doing out here? I think we got everybody stirred up here. <laughs> Hey, Nathan, I laughed when Trump announced a startup of his re-election campaign. <laughs> the know, the re-election campaign lie. he said started up this week when you and I both talked about it the same week that he got inaugurated. He kicked off his election campaign then and he raised over a million dollars in the inauguration for his re-election campaign. <laughs> He's been campaigning since 2015 and never stopped, Nathan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only the only other reason he'd have uh, his weekly Trump rallies and the taxpayers' expense is to sell those Make America Great hats. There you, you go. Know, made in China. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I've seen reports about the sweatbands and those red hats are mm-hmm. made with materials the commies soaked in biotoxins. Mm. So the Trump train crowd is suffering the side effects of blind loyalty, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just to change the subject here, over the years I've noticed our elected so-called representatives of New York State make a living, go against the will of the people. You know, like, examples like, you know, Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in the USA. So top officials... Uh, neoliberal corporate centrists, you know, they endorse people like Hillary Clinton and now Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, a- 83% of New Yorkers want legal marijuana. But, you know, half with what the people want. Let's let's show proposals for another year. You know, people in Niagara Falls have been begging for streets and alleys and sidewalks repairs. But the politicians put slippery walkway tiles all around the Misty Falls mm. instead. You know, I could go on and yep. on, Nathan, but who would listen to me? Yep. You know, I, I'm a real progressive, and I can't even get a letter to the editor published here. And it's not just me, Nathan. All my progressive friends and allies have been disappeared on the by the uh, un-American, free speech-hating corporate news media and social media censors. And the weird algorithms from the authoritarian billionaire nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, it breaks my heart, Nathan. All the courage and creativity and years of hard work building brands, you know, being demonetized and deleted and suspended or locked out by the social media giants. You know, it's right. like our Congress never heard of the Sherman Antitrust Act, Nathan. What we have to do is continue to, to, to raise our voices through letter writing campaigns, you know, calling the uh, elected officials, but also just talking to each other and making sure yeah, that the, we're informing internet, each other. Come on, Nathan, the, the Internet, it, it's, you know, the Internet and social media were the greatest free speech tools ever invented, mm-hmm. you know, ruined by a sheet by the corporate advertisers yeah. and the power mad tech nerds, you know. You know, all my all these people, anti-media, the free speech, the free, I'm sorry, the free thought project, mm. cop block, minds.com, all had their voices silenced. You know, like. Whoops. Oh, I didn't even understand. That's what he said. I, I am so sorry, Frank. We have a policy here that. 
the four letter words just can't get to can't get to the air. Appreciate you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll holler at you next week. Let's take our first break, and then we want to get Ron on first, right? And then uh, I think it's uh, other John and then Bill. Yep. Okay, so you all stick with us. We will see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Making intelligent choices matter. That's why I want you to visit my friends at Carpet Factory Outlet for all of your flooring. John Tesh here. It's no surprise that you would want a great value when it comes to your flooring. That's what intelligent buying is all about. And Carpet Factory Outlet has been providing these values in Buffalo since 1970. So I'd like to talk about just some of the phenomenal pricing you can get now at Carpet Factory Outlet. For instance, stain-proof carpet for as little as $1.99 a square foot, completely installed with new padding or waterproof vinyl flooring from only $1.89 a square foot. These are tremendous savings. You love area rugs? You'll find hundreds in all styles and sizes, ranging from traditional to contemporary, starting at just $129. The best deals on flooring are always found at the five area locations of Carpet Factory Outlet, the intelligent choice. Sale on now at all five Carpet Factory Outlet locations. Details at CarpetFactoryOutlet.net. All right. Welcome back to Think Again. This is L. Nathan here, your host. I'm really sorry. We are really under a tight policy here uh, with the FCC, at least it governs a station like ours, uh, that anytime we say something, even if it, even if we didn't think we said it, but it sounded like we said something, it just doesn't pass muster, you know, here. So uh, it always right. We always have to err on, on, on the side of caution. So um, I'm sorry that, that 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 occurred. We end up having to just do that what we had to do we had to cut that, that that call off but frank if you call back next week we'll give you a lot more time just got to make sure that we, we we're, we're careful All right All right there's 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 no stifling of you know you got to know you've been with me for several years you know that i don't stifle opinions here at all but i want to give ron an op and then get to uh, other john and then get to bill ron how you doing out there Oh, how about them Yankees of mine? Oh, boy, they look good, huh? <laughs> I anyway. thought the Yankees were going to go in the tank about a week and a half ago. They, well, they, they lost like three pitch. games. Right. Yeah, lost, they lost 9 out of 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they, now they've won seven in a row, and they're beating some good teams. Right, Houston, right, uh, right. Anyways, so a couple of things. Was, did Jim think that was a funny joke? I'm surprised you didn't cut him off for that. He didn't say anything vulgar, but it was kind of a racist joke, wasn't it? I, I I guess I didn't process it, you know. So well, he said he said uh, uh, was it uh, about uh, uh, that, that? What were the uh, why was the Alamo attacked? And 
by illegals uh, oh, with Rambo. Office or something. Right, right. I mean, uh, but I bet you one thing Jim doesn't know a lot of people. I grew up during a time when the Alamo was a, you know, the movie, 1960, and mm-hmm. Marty Robbins, I think it was, saying the theme, and I used to like that. It was in my uncle's jukebox at his restaurant. One thing I didn't find out until I was in college is that, the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back there that caused the Texas Revolution? Mm. That mean, terrible guy, Santa Ana, the, the general, that, I mean, I had a little set of toy, uh, the, the Alamo and the Mexican soldiers mm-hmm. and the pioneers. Anyway, that Santa Ana was this terrible, evil guy. The straw that broke the camel's back there was that he abolished slavery in 1834, yep. led directly to the, the revolution, the Texas Revolution. That's exactly anyway, right. So, but, uh, okay. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Isn't that the something? Right? That that was that was his crime, Santa Ana's crime. Well, <laughs> it, it was the, so there were other issues. There were extraterritoriality, where the number of people coming into the to the area that the Mexicans had limited, and there was a lot of other issues. But mm-hmm. that was the, like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Uh, two years before the Alamo, in 1834, he abolished slavery. Yep. Anyway, uh, the Iran thing, you know, nobody's mentioned this. We're, what we're doing, we, we pulled out of the treaty and that, that now got the, the start of this tension, and then not only that, we're sanctioning heavily, more heavily than we did before, and this is the coup de grace. We are trying to, we're putting all our economic might on other people who trade with Iran, who mm-hmm. don't agree with us on that, in order to try to totally isolate them economically. You know, that's kind of a virtual blockade right. under international law. That's an act of war. You wonder why they're getting angry at us and shooting at mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an act of war. You can't, I mean, we have the right to not put, you know, to not trade with them if we feel it's a protest and that type of thing. But we're, we're actually, and to, we have the right to, to negotiate that. But we're telling Japan and, and these other European countries, we're going to sanction you if you continue to trade with Iran. You're try, we're totally trying to isolate them. And I think under international law, that would be an act of war. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so, so why would people think that it's a horrible thing on the part of Iran to try to resist when it's their economy, right, they're the ones who are being squeezed, of course they're going to resist. Why would you expect them not to resist? And then, and then you've got both Pompeius and Bolton, they're on record. I mean, I've been listening to their old speeches all over the Internet, that we need a, a regime change by any means necessary. You combine all of them, no wonder the Iranians are getting upset. So there's yeah, my second... My, right, my, go ahead. Yes, second point. Third point, and I know you got the request for time, and this is something that's going to get a lot of nasty remarks from some of the people on the left here, but I have to say this because, practically speaking, if our goal is to get rid of Trump, ASAP, like November of 2020, mm-hmm. this thing with reparations has to be soft, it has to be pedaled, you know, soft pedaled, because it plays right into the hands of the racists and that type of thing, while in fact, there's good technical, historical, intellectual reasons for doing that, and we did have a policy that we were trying to do from 1968 until with the Bakhti decision in 84, affirmative action, which was an ongoing form of reparations. Mm-hmm. And you saw the white backlash against that, right. the Republican victories and the court appointments that basically wiped most of it out. Imagine what's going to happen now. They're discussing it, and if you don't believe me, go to the right-wing blogs, listen to the right-wing radio, and all they're talking about, this is another giveaway program to minorities by the Democratic Party. I just worry that this is going to play right into the hands of the racist faction, really energize the base, and to get Trump reelected. It does concern me. I mean, I, there's, there's, in, in my heart of hearts, I agree with it, but I can't see it doing it now 
and emphasizing it the way they're doing it. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but well, this, I, I also, think this is dangerous. Right. I also think, Ron, that, that we should discuss, if we're going to have this conversation, we should have the conversation in a, a broader context. If you talk about this conversation in the context of repair, so for example, uh, Japan's economy was destroyed as a consequence of their loss in World War II. We put tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars into Japan to help them resurrect themselves. That was repair. And it was not like we owed Japan anything. Japan attacked us. We didn't uh, attack them. But we put those dollars on the table to help Japan. If you go into Africa, it takes a little bit of just, just talking this through. If there were 14 or 15 million African people that were enslaved in the North and South America as a result of the slave trade in 1865, Frank Tannenbaum's book, Slave and Citizen, says that there was at least one other African person who died in the water on the way from Africa to the, uh, the, the Americas. He says, in addition to that, there, were at least, there was at least one other, other uh, uh, African who died in the wars that created the, the prisoners of war that wound up becoming most of the people that got kidnapped and brought into slavery. That's a population hit of something like 60 million people on a continent that at the time had less than 200 million people on the continent. That's 25 or 30% of the people on the continent. And they were mostly people from cities. These weren't people walking around, you know, in uh, you know some hinterland place where there was like one person per square mile. They, these were cities. These were university cities. These were, you know, cosmopolitan centers that were completely dismembered as a result of uh, these attacks that, uh, uh, that that created the supply of people that were kidnapped and brought uh, uh, to this hemisphere. So my point is that if if we're going to talk about this thing, we got to talk about how do we repair the damage to the people who were damaged, and how do we repair that uh, in terms of people being able to re-erect. Uh, their societies to re-erect to the extent that they can. You can't re-erect everything that used to be, but you can help people to reset themselves, to reconstruct themselves uh, as a, uh, a community of people. So that's basically, I know that took too much time to be able to say that, uh, uh, Ron, but we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll, I'll do some uh, research on that for next week, and we'll, we'll talk about that We'll talk about that next week, okay? Thanks, thanks, Ron. Let me get other John first, and then we'll try to get Bill, and then I don't know if we have enough time to get Kevin and somebody else is calling right now. Uh, let me get other John right now. Other John, how you doing out there? Pretty well, Nathan. Pretty All right. Well. I hope I didn't take too much time trying to explain what I was, where I was trying to go on that reparations thing, but we'll, we'll come back and hit that, you know, uh, no, uh, next week. Mm -hmm. Not at all. But you, you had a moron on a little while ago that was uh, talking about truck drivers, mm -hmm. and uh, there's 8,000 uh, Walmart truck drivers. There's actually more managers. And he was very impressed that uh, if they made $10,000 more a year, uh, they would uh, join the $100,000 a year club, which, mm -hmm. is, which is remarkable. Mm -hmm. But in perspective, if you look at a guy like uh, David Tepper, who runs the Appaloosa Fund, mm -hmm. uh, in, in 2006, he made $2 billion. And if mm. you do the arithmetic, mm. Mm. Uh, by the time, if he went to work on January 1st of uh, 2007, by the time he took his coat off and got a cup of coffee, he's maxed out his FICA already. Oh, right. Okay. Right. And, and now we have truck drivers that can no longer deduct the cost of their meals that they used to be able to mm -hmm. deduct. And what we see now is in 2018, 
uh, corporate tax receipts dropped by 31%. Right. And now you've right. got, I know you've got another moron that calls in to, compl- to, 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 to claim that there was a, a, additional funds made, but that's just a bald-faced lie. Yep. Yep. Um, also, if you, if you take a look at, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't speak to today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take a look at what's been happening in, uh, in Iran, uh, this has got um, Bolton's paw prints all over all it. All over it, right. Yep. And uh, what, what I think is that uh, between Pompeo, Bolton, and Prince, they arranged to have that happen. They, they, they arrange the, the mining of the, of the vessels. I, I think at some point, sometime in the not-too-far-distant future, the truth is going to come out about what really went on here. So, other John, i got to run. i got to get three more calls on. i got seven oh. minutes. Okay, thanks. Let's grab Bill first, then we'll get Kevin, then we'll get Mark. We've got to do rapid fire here. Bill, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nelson. Very good. Um, historic perspective on uh, the Alamo. Uh, it was filled with uh, what probably could be called illegal aliens, but they were illegal American aliens. So, <laughs> right. That's what the uh, illegal aliens were, were, were the Americans. <laughs> was one of the uh, legal aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if Jim Bowie was uh, Texian or not, and they called them Texians. And he was an illegal uh, um, slave smuggler. Mm-hmm. So he was a real good guy. So there you go, Jim. Uh, they're wonderful guys there. D- David Crockett was, was an American hero, but... He did, you know, do some other things, too. Yep. So just to put some perspective on the the Texas uh, kind of got its independence with help from illegal aliens. There you go. Thanks a lot, Nathan. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you, man. Kevin and Pendleton, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. All right, you got just like a minute. I got to get yeah, one yeah. more call in. Okay. Congratulations are concerned. Um, since I'm a half-breed, you know, half-pitbull and half-mongrel, I mean, you know, do I get half <laughs> or will I get, a, you know, See, again, again, you're you're getting into that trap. You're getting into that trap. That's why I tried to explain this a little bit earlier. If you if you get into this issue about whether or not reparations is about giving a lump sum of money from uh, the population of taxpayers to some individual single individual. That's not what reparations is about. That's what you keep saying. But that's not what reparations is about. Just because you keep saying that doesn't make it true. You're on another time. We talk more next week. But but by the way, um, uh, can we sue the uh, the Arabs too? Because you know, and the black people in Africa who enslave our forefathers too. Can we sue them too? Because they were very much involved, you know, in getting us over here. Right. But but we don't live there. We we don't live there. So you can't make a vote about what somebody else. <laughs> you can't make a vote about what somebody else in another country has to do. You can only make votes about what you can do in the country that you're in. So let's let's yeah, move. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. All right, let, let me get let me get Mark real quick. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey Nathan. Hey, <laughs> they're working me today. <laughs> I, I, I love I love when uh, I love when the racists uh, when when they uh, confirm that they're racist, like Rambo did with ICE. <laughs> he confirmed that he says he worked for ICE, and they all the Mexicans thought that uh, that uh, the Alamo was the welfare office. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he confirmed that he's a racist and ICE. Is a racist. Yep, yep. He, he just confirmed. He, it. He, he he confirmed that he has a certain attitude. That's yes. for sure, right? And he confirmed that the whole organization of ICE is a racist organization. Because we know that the I, I I can't say they're a racist organization, but you know that the things that have been done by ICE workers, there has to be a lot of uh, attitudinal stuff they're that goes on. Kids uh, in the head right, over the border. Right, and no blowback. 
Okay. I mean, come on. How can you look at that as anything other than a culture of racism towards uh, this brown population of people? How can you look at it any other way? And, and you know what? You know a funny thing about this Iran thing? Why haven't they released the coordinates of what airspace it was in? And you're telling me with all of the eyes in the sky that we have that we can pick up the license plate numbers on people's cars, that we don't already have pictures that can tell us what actually... We it, can pick up a pimple on someone's uh, butt, <laughs> okay. but we can't. We don't know what airspace that was yep. in. That's not been released. Yep. You know, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a damn shame that I believe the Iranians. And, and I don't feel good about that thought at all. Ten, uh, all right. uh, 15,000 lies it's up to now. Who are you going to believe? The known liar... Or the people who, who brokered a, 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 a good faith agreement with us that the liar broke. Right. And, you know, as, as far as, as AOC goes, concentration camps are where you concentrate people that you don't like into a camp. There you go. That is a concentration camp. I told you this a couple weeks ago. They're putting people, they're putting children in concentration camps with diseases ravaging the concentration camps. AOC just picked up what I told you two weeks ago, and she's absolutely right. Right. She's just saying out loud what, what we, you I mean, she's, she's just saying what we know to be true. It'd be different if they would say that she said something that wasn't true. It's not the fact that the kids are in the concentration camp. It's the word she used. Right. That's the outrage. Right. This is America, folks. So now we're going to attack this woman as if she's some sort of a parallel. You're right. You know, uh, she's comparing uh, America to the Nazis and so on. But not the fact. Go look at the kids in the concentration right. camps. Right. You know, right. Don't, don't, a word means nothing. Right. Oh, truth, truth is being vilified. And, and, and it, there seems to be a, a, a sort of an automatic buy-in by the sort of standard media. The media has been Fox. Yep. They're yep. all following Fox News. Yep. And, and Chuck Todd went on, the, went on his show and, and, and lectured her. And you know, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but did you read about, we can't really talk about it right now, but this uh, Shanahan that was the acting uh, defense minister that uh, his son actually took a baseball bat uh, uh, up against his yeah, wife. he beat the crap out of his mother with a baseball bat. And left her in a pool of blood. And then he defended right. the kid. Yep, yep. Okay, Mark, we got to run. It's been a really big week, so. We, we look forward to talking to you all again next week. Please stay tuned. Stay with us. We look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.